here with the dragon, so we back up in here. Spit fire from the back of in ears. Coming straight from the belly of the beast that's in the back of your ear. Whispering shit that's got you crapping your rear. This panic of fear is damaging. Radical stages of behavior that's got you on a scatting looking for the big what is going on wrestling fans thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the we are the universe podcast featuring our weekly review of nxt uk tv i'm your host brent caldwell conspicuous by his absence once again kyle west unfortunately not able to join us this week i believe he is stuck in alice's curious uh, labyrinth at disneyland paris So if someone wants to uh, go rescue him, that would be awesome. Uh, Before we get into the show this week, for those of you who did not see NXT TakeOver Toronto yet, wow, what a show that was. Top to bottom, the whole card was absolutely fantastic. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae stole the show, in my opinion. It was just an incredible match. It exceeded even my expectations, which were Quite frankly, they were very lofty expectations. Uh, I, I, had, I know what both of these competitors can do. It was great to see Candice LeRae really get an opportunity to shine in NXT, and I hope that this is maybe only the beginning of them really finally turning her loose. I could see that feud going on for some time beyond this. But in, all in all, a great match, which is not to take anything away from the chaos that took place during the main event between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, but Shirai and LeRae was um, my favorite match on the show. And also noteworthy uh, for NXT UK viewers for this show was Pete Dunne in the North American Championship match with Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong, which was also an incredible match, which of course it was. I mean, look at the talent involved. It was bound to be amazing, but I highly recommend that you watch that show immediately following the conclusion of this podcast. So thanks again for joining us, and I apologize for flying solo again this week. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully next week we can have a two-person crew again, but in the meantime, I will do my best to keep you entertained as we roll through the show and break down everything that took place from the third of five episodes from Plymouth, the second Plymouth tapings. The TakeOver Cardiff card is really kind of starting to come together at this point. Um, and honestly, there's a number of feuds that are building in such a way where I could almost see Cardiff having a six-match card. That's very uncommon these days for any TakeOver show. I can't even remember the last time a TakeOver had more than five matches. Five seems to be the standard, but... Uh, it, we, we could see more in Cardiff, uh, based, just based on all the events that are taking place. So our first match we open up with, uh, and it does have TakeOver Cardiff implications, we have Flash Morgan Webster, accompanied by Mark Andrews, taking on Mark Coffey of Gallus, accompanied by Wolfgang. And from what I understood based on the commentary and everything, was that Flash Morgan Webster needed to win this match in order for South Wales subculture to even be considered for a tag team championship opportunity in Cardiff at TakeOver. But it did not sound like the same stipulation applied to Gallus. So 
basically Mark Coffey doesn't have to win this match, but Flash Morgan Webster does. That's the takeaway that I got from it. I don't know if that was truly the idea, but it certainly seems that way. Uh, classic big guy, little guy stuff here, which I absolutely love. I never get tired of this, of, of seeing just a big, strong, capable guy taking on a small, quick, capable little guy and just watching that develop. And it was very entertaining. Uh, Flash was striking and moving, trying to use his speed, trying to use his quickness, and Mark Coffey was just wailing on him. Uh, of course, the seconds did get involved. Wolfgang interfered a number of times. Mark Andrews involved verbally, physically near the end. Um, at, at one point in the middle of the match, while Coffey had the advantage, he just picked Flash Morgan Webster up by his waist and just like chucked him into the mat. I don't even know what it was called, well, like what you would call this move. But he basically just picked him up and spiked him in the middle of the ring. It was it was brutal. It was it was awesome. I. I'm sure that it's probably some kind of suplex or takedown or something, but it was it was nasty. Made me uh, jump off the couch a little bit. Uh, <laughs> a little bit after that, Mark Coffey actually managed to distract himself. Uh, the action had spilled out of the ring, and Mark Coffey was uh, jawing with Mark Andrews. And while he's trying to just verbally intimidate Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster came out of nowhere with a dive and took over briefly, hitting a moonsault, which got two. Uh, after another nice exchange, Mark Coffey hit a choke slam, which honestly got me for a second. Uh, it was it was a near fall two count. Um, then we get into the finish. Wolfgang caused a brief distraction as Flash Morgan Webster was ascending to the top rope, which resulted in Flash Morgan Webster missing a swanton dive. Uh, and at that point, Mark Andrews finally decides to even the odds and did a flying plancha type move over the stairs uh, to take out Wolfgang. Mark Coffey at this point thinks he's still got the match in the bag and Flash Morgan Webster is down, but Flash rolled him up with an inside cradle out of nowhere and got the three count. So Flash Morgan Webster did his part winning via pinfall to give South Wales subculture a fighting chance at a chance for an NXT UK Tag Team Championship match. So that was our first match on the show. From there, we went to a backstage segment. Radzi's having an interview with Tony Storm, the NXT UK Women's Champion. And Radzi asked Tony Storm uh, just some general thoughts on Kaylee Ray, and Tony Storm replies with, Oh, we're about to have a, a big party in Cardiff. You got your best suit ready? There's going to be Welsh people there. <laughs> uh, this this was really a a pretty bizarre interview. Uh, Tony Storm then asks, uh, what was your question again? And Razzie reiterates that he just wants some thoughts on Kaylee Ray. And Tony Storm kind of just had a glazed over look on her face and was like, yeah, Kaylee Ray, I'll tell you about Kaylee Ray or show you how, how I feel about Kaylee Ray or something. It was it was very weird. She was very elusive and almost kind of hesitant, and then she just kind of walked off. It was a really weird interview. Makes me think that maybe something sort of crazy is coming next week or the week after before we get to the big show. Uh, get a co- ad for Kofi Twenty Four. Uh, 
I know that this is kind of a contentious point on wrestling Twitter right now as far as people who have enjoyed Kofi's WWE Championship run and those who haven't. I've loved it. I think Kofi's a great performer. I think the New Day are one of the best parts of the main roster show. I'm looking forward to watching this Kofi 24 special when I get a chance, hopefully uh, sometime uh, later this weekend or something. Mark Andrews Band Jr. providing the NXT Loud theme brick by brick for TakeOver Cardiff. I honestly love their band's full-length album. I've got it on my Apple Music, and I've listened to it quite a few times over and over. It's a really great EP uh, if you're a fan of uh, pop punk or Warped Tour type music or whatever. Uh, you'd really dig it. I, I particularly love the opening track. It's it's awesome. Uh, good for Mark Andrews for being able to be a rock star and wrestling star at the same time. Um, you live your best life, man. Our next segment was uh, kind of unintentionally funny to me. Jordan Devlin is about to be interviewed backstage, and the interview doesn't even begin. The, the interviewee, interviewer doesn't even finish fielding their question before a suitcase flies out of nowhere behind them, smacks into a wall, and the camera immediately pans over, and we see Rhea Ripley and Piper Nevin in a huge brawl. Uh, and then we forget all about Jordan Devlin. He doesn't get to answer any questions, and he's not on the rest of the show. <laughs> Um, and then there's a massive pull apart, a bunch of officials and, uh, backstage personalities get involved and there's a lot of screaming and yelling. So this looks to be clearly headed towards a takeover Cardiff match, which would once again be, uh, mean that we would have two women's matches on a takeover show, uh, which is awesome. I, I love it. The NXT UK women's division is so deep and so loaded with talent and there are so many feuds going on right now within it. Really, there could be three women's matches on this show because Rhea and Piper deserve a match, but so do Zaya Brookside and Ginny or Jazzy. I mean, that, that definitely has been a hot feud lately, so we'll have to see where this goes or what this ends up with, but I would almost rest assured that it would be, uh, that this would, and will end up being a, t- a takeover match. And now we go to our second match of this show, which was Kenny Williams against Travis Banks. So as soon as I saw that this was the match, I was immediately a little bit taken back. Like, okay, a a face-versus-face match. That's not very common. Uh, And I immediately was expecting Noam Dar to make an appearance, but then he immediately literally made an appearance. Noam Dar comes out in his street clothes and joins the commentary booth. So this quickly, we can see that this is much more TV angle than it is match. Which, not that the match was was bad or anything. The match was really good. It was a nice, clean, back-and-forth match. Good chain wrestling, a lot of roll-ups, a lot of reversals. Uh, but they did continuously uh, cut to Noam Dar on commentary, like like the camera would cut over to him on commentary. And uh, <laughs> Nigel McGinnis used this opportunity to do the classic heel announcer role where he's just siding with everything Noam Dar does. In fact, when, when Dar first arrives at the broadcast booth, this is so funny to me, uh, Vic Joseph introduces him to the to the viewing audience and goes to shake his hand. And instead, Nomdar just reaches in front of him and shakes Nigel McGinnis's hand and just kind of pats Vic on the shoulder. Uh, so you could tell where this was going right away. And even though I, I 
usually I don't like it when the camera chooses to cut away from a match to show somebody who is on commentary, but Noam Dar did have a lot of really funny, uh, like, little one-liners in here. Uh, um, he was asked, what does Kenny Williams need to be on your level? And his answer was, new shoes. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing, coming from the one who wears the big golden boots. Uh, Noam Dar went on to reiterate that Kenny Williams uh, never beat him in CrossFit, never beat him in video games, and that clearly he's a better dresser, which, I, I mean, I guess that point can be argued. Um, <laughs> he asked, what, a, what is a Kiwi buzzsaw? And nobody had an answer to that. They just continued calling the match. So after a nice, uh, good, clean uh, back-and-forth bout between two very talented wrestlers, uh, Travis Banks does pick up the win with the Kiwi Crusher in the middle of the ring, clean, no interference from Dar outside of interfering with the TV broadcast. But then as Travis Banks is making his way out, he shows respect to Kenny Williams, and then he's getting ready to make his exit, and Dar is just taunting him like a champ from the commentary booth, which is, uh, if you were standing on the ramp facing the ring, the commentary area would be almost to your immediate right. And uh, this looks like this is going to turn into some sort of match, uh, possibly at TakeOver Cardiff. But I'm really interested to see how Kenny Williams might play into this because they've been really planting the seeds of this Gnome Dar Kenny Williams thing for a little while. And I could almost see Kenny Williams surprising everybody and turning heel. I, I don't know. Call me crazy. I, I didn't... I, I skipped breakfast today, I admit. I was in a hurry uh, to get uh, my day started, so maybe I'm just not thinking clearly or something. But I feel like there could be more to this than just the obvious. And we got an ad for Clash of the Champions. Uh, that is coming September 15th. Every main roster championship will be on the line, which is good. Uh, Want to see more of those women's tag team titles defended. I'd like to see the Intercontinental title defended more often, but always a, a fun show to just make sure you get all your championships on there, showcase all of them, get uh, a lot of talent, uh, an opportunity to be on a pay-per-view. I, well, That's such a funny term, too, pay-per-view, because, I mean, really, they're, they're not pay-per-views anymore. I mean, who... I, I gotta wonder at this point how many people actually purchase the pay-per-views like a pay-per-view. Like, who spends $60 on, like, Royal Rumble or something when you could just have the network for 10 bucks a month and just... It's it's so worth it. If you Even if you only watch a few pay-per-views or something every year, it's so worth it. Or just watch NXT UK every week and then just watch all the takeovers. I mean, it's just... It's still... It's, it's an amazing deal, and I... I know that sounds like I'm just shilling for the Fed or something, but honestly, like having grown up being a, a little kid and a wrestling fan and every pay-per-view being $30, $40, $60 growing up and, and as a teenager and stuff, having access to this <laughs> is just mind-bogglingly incredible still to me. And it's been like five years and I'm still just sometimes blown away by the fact that I can turn my TV on at any point I want and watch any pay-per-view from any company in any... Well, not any company, but any pay-per-view from WWE, WCW, or even ECW. It's just... 
that's just incredible to me. If you would have told my uh, teenage self that, I would have probably just pissed everywhere forever. <laughs> Moving on to uh, the third match on the show. It's Nina Samuels versus Isla Dawn. It was really good to see these two. Um, we've been very focused on the extremely hot feuds of Tony and Kaylee Ray, Zion and Ginny, Rhea and Piper. That's been the focus of the show lately. I don't think we've seen these two since the Women's Battle Royal back at Download. So it was good to see these two mixing it up out there. Um, they've uh, Interesting note was that uh, Nina Samuels came up short in an NXT UK Women's Championship match against Tony Storm. And Isla Dawn also came up short in a, a match for that championship against Rhea Ripley earlier this year. So... Uh, two wrestlers looking, both looking to, uh, build some momentum. We had some nice, uh, chain wrestling to start. Uh, Nina had a, I did a really nice, uh, escape out of an arm bar with a, it was a one-handed cartwheel escape. I am always impressed by that move. And then she was quick to, uh, wear down Isla Dawn out of that spot and, uh, threw on like, um, it's like a, that, that. I don't know what the real name of that move is, but it's like a straight jacket where you pull your opponent's arms over their face, like their arms over their own face. So we were like quick into the heat spot, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting. But this was this match was kind of over uh, a little quickly. There was a, a couple of uh, false comebacks. Isla Dawn has an awesome drop kick. I just want to point that out. Throws a throws a mean drop kick. It looks good. Um, one really cool spot. Uh, Nina had Isla trapped in the ropes. Uh, like, like standing upright with her, with, 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 pardon me, I'll start over. Nina had Isla trapped in the ropes with her torso between the middle and top rope and then took a step back and threw a mean drop kick of her own right into the back. Uh, that looked devastating. It was, uh, pretty awesome. Had a couple back and forth reversals. Uh, Nina hit a, like a, a big, uh, launching corkscrew splash over the top rope for two, uh, Isla hit a German suplex for two, and then Nina finished it off with the Garoshi to the back of the head for three. So Nina Samuels, third time's the charm. This was the third time that these two had met on NXT UK TV, and the first two times Isla Dawn was successful in defeating Nina Samuels, but Nina gets the win this time. So <clears throat> it has been a little while since Isla Dawn has picked up a victory in a singles match on NXT UK TV, but... Again, it's it can be difficult to manage that, uh, you know, who 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 needs a win, uh, who could go without one, whatever. But uh, but either way, good to see both of them back on the show, and it's official. And I called it last week on the show right here. Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff will be in a last man standing match at Takeover Cardiff. That should be absolutely bruising that is is looking like it might be just premature guessing here but that might be my favorite match on the show depending on what else we get uh we did get a recap here of last week when these two were just beating the absolute shit out of each other they did sell the uh joe or sorry excuse me the dave mastiff liver injury sustained during that match and also reiterated that Joe Coffey had uh, problems with his equilibrium. So they're really building this up to be 
just a tough, physical, brutal matchup. And, of course, it's last man standing, so this could go all over the building. Who knows what? I would feel like whoever does prevail in this match is probably going to be in line for an NXT UK championship match somewhere down the line. They're both certainly deserving of it. I really enjoy both of these guys, and I love all their matches. So this should be awesome. This should be a lot of fun. Getting an ad for King of the Ring, making a comeback uh, to the main roster. I say open it up to the women and call it Quest for the Crown. Do both and call it that. I think it'd be cool. All right, here was a really interesting segment. We got some footage from uh, Walter having a workout at uh, a wrestling camp and at first it's it's kind of it's it's kind of normal kind of innocuous he's just kind of running some young kids through some drills uh having them take uh you know some various bumps and stuff uh really cool footage actually and then at the end of it he's got everybody in a line against the wall and he's just kind of burying them Asking him, you know, what do you want to just mess around? What do you want to do? This is professional wrestling. And then he eggs one of the kids on to, to hit him. And the kid hits a couple of uh, uppercuts on Walter, who no-sells them. And then he chops this kid until he almost flies out the, the, the wall, out the door. Uh, so that was pretty brutal. But I'm sure it was awesome for these kids to get featured uh, on an NXT UK TV episode. I'm sure that they were just absolutely loving this. Uh, Walter then picks out another kid out of the line, asks him to do the same thing, but then sort of realizes that he kind of maybe remotely a little bit, sort of somewhat looks like Tyler Bate. I don't know if I saw it or not, but I guess maybe he just wanted to make an example of someone and try to get under Tyler Bate's skin. So he uh, assaults this kid, chops the crap out of him, steps on his face, and as he's stepping on his face and his throat, just mangling him, he says, Say I'm Tyler Bate! Say I'm Tyler Bate, or say my name is Tyler Bate. So Walter really going for the embarrassment here, uh, really trying to get ahead in the game of intimidation and one-upsmanship in this one. Um, but we are going to see these two, Walter and Tyler Bate, that is face-to-face next week on NXT UK. So that should be explosive for sure. I definitely expect that to turn physical. And we also find out that we're going to get a tag team match of Imperium versus The Hunt next week. So that will be cool, too. Looking forward to that one. On in the main event, Cassius Ono versus Ilya Dragunov. I think I just butchered his name. That's fine. I guess that's my Dominic Dijakovic. Ha, Kyle. Um, so, <coughs> Dragunov uses so much energy as in, in his intro. He just... In his introduction, he's just screaming and running around and jumping and punching the ring. And uh, it's just awesome. The, the guy has such a presence about him. But this match, I, I have to say, it, it kind of went a little differently than I expected. I thought maybe it might be a little bit more of a strike battle or uh, a little bit more back and forth. But this is really... Uh, Kasha Sono kind of dominated. Um, uh <clears throat> the, they they started out just kind of uh, at a slower pace. Lockup kind of went nowhere. Second lockup and went right into an exchange of holds. I really appreciated Nigel McGuinness just totally selling Cassius Ono's British wrestling background. 
just kind of naming a bunch of names of, of British wrestling legends that he's been in the ring with or, or either, either competed with or trained with. He included uh, Johnny Saint in that list. He included Robbie Brookside. So some names for sure. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm sure that there's at least some truth to that because I know that Cassius Ono has been uh, around the world and has competed all over the place. So that's one of the really cool, interesting things about this whole British wrestling genius thing that he is trying to pull off is that there is at least, like, a certain kernel of truth to some of the stuff that he talks about, and that always makes uh, angles like that better. Um, so back to the match, Cassius Ono at one point pulled Dragunov's arm through the ropes and then whipped him while he was on the apron into the post, and Ono just worked this arm and shoulder over the entire match. At, at, no matter what Dragunov did to try to come back, Ono would just grab that arm in some way, shape, or form, manipulate it some more, and just inflict a lot of pain. But Dragunov did a great job of selling that. He went for some clotheslines on Ono, and the clotheslines were hurting Dragunov more than they were hurting Ono. Every time he'd throw a clothesline, he'd be selling his arm. Uh, Dragunov did go for his 6-1 lariat, or a 6-1 line, as I think Nigel McGinnis called it, and uh, before he could even get through the ropes, was met with a huge kick from Cassius Ono. That was brutal. It was, uh, that, that was excellent. He did eventually hit that later on in the match for two. Uh, a spot that I absolutely loved. This is the kind of stuff that I, I, I just really dig in pro wrestling. Um, ono attempted a hammerlock vertical suplex. So he's got, he's got Dragunov set up for a vertical suplex. Has a hammerlock in place behind him. I, uh, Dragunov blocks it by lowering his body and, uh, lowering his center of gravity so that Ono can't, can't hook the move, and he escapes for a minute, but then Ono just hits some vicious forearm shots, just laid him in, uh, a good four or five of them, just bludgeoned him, and then he attempted to suplex again, but Dragunov just reversed it, and the crowd just went nuts for that, it was a really cool, nice spot. Um, oh, and then that, at that point was when the clotheslines actually happened. Um, oh no, stomped his hand at one point. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just, oh no, just kept going back to the arm, back to the hand, back to the shoulder. Just, uh, just, just working away on it. At one point he got really cocky and chanted like wrestling genius to the crowd, uh, pretty much just taunting. And uh, Dragunov hit a really nice strike combo. And so at this point, I'm expecting, okay, here comes Dragunov coming back for the win. That's not what happened. He did hit a top rope drop kick that got two. Uh, and then he went back up to the top rope. Ono punched his arm. So again, working the arm. And again, I don't know if I've ever seen someone punch someone else in the arm. I'm, But, I mean, it was just genius stuff. I mean, when he says he's a wrestling genius, he truly is a wrestling genius uh ono goes for the cravat suplex off the top rope which i kind of sickeningly did want to see but Dragonoff reversed that into a sunset flip powerbomb at first it didn't look like he was going to be able to get him over like he was going to be able to get cassius ono over and ono was just kind of standing on the middle rope like yeah whatever but then Dragonoff did get uh get him over for the powerbomb got a two count out of that 
and again at this point I'm like okay here comes you know any minute now we're gonna get that the the torpedo move for three that didn't happen um Ono used the ref as a shield and then ran over and shoved uh Dragunov off the top rope went to the outside threw him into the post got him back in the ring and then he got the knockout shot to the back of the head for three and Cassius Ono delivers uh, Ilya Dragunov's first pinfall loss, first loss of any kind on NXT UK TV. I did not expect that at all. I didn't see that coming whatsoever. I thought that this was going to be uh, kind of like a nice push match for Dragunov uh, because Cassius Ono is kind of in that place. He's like he's like the heel version of Ligero, in my opinion, where Ligero or in Cassiano, either one of them, they they can eat a pin and it doesn't hurt them because they're so established. Uh, but nice win for Ono. I mean, I, I I guess in order to keep people in that position where you can use them to put people over, you do have to also put them over sometimes. So nice win for Cassiano. It, it, I don't know. We might this might go somewhere. Not sure. We'll see. But that was the main event. So that wraps up episode three from these Plymouth tapings. Next week, we do have Imperium taking on the hunt in tag team action. We are going to see Walter and Tyler Bate face to face. I'm assuming we're going to get the second half of the South Wales subculture Gallus kind of double match here. So I'm assuming we're going to see Mark Andrews and Wolfgang next week. Maybe. Um, I'm sure we'll have something else taking place that has to do with the NXT UK Women's Championship match. Uh, Maybe we'll get more out of this Rhea Ripley-Piper Niven thing. Who knows? But we have two episodes remaining, I believe, until TakeOver Cardiff. So it's almost here, coming up August 31st. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be an excellent show. I'm really, really pumped. Really pumped to see what happens the remaining couple of episodes from Plymouth here. Again, I managed to avoid spoilers. I, I saw a few photos from uh, on Instagram of, of matches that were happening, but at this point, I honestly, I, I can't even remember what they were. I just saw them, double-tapped, threw the like out that way, and uh, moved on. So I don't even remember what it was that I saw, but, uh, anyway, thanks for sticking with us, uh, we love putting this show out for you, we love talking about NXT UK, it's the best brand in sports entertainment, don't at me, it's the truth, we love it, uh, talk to us on Twitter and Instagram about the show, about this show, or about the NXT UK show, talk to us about TakeOver Cardiff, we're here, uh, you can follow the show at we are NXT UK on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow me at Brent FFF on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow, follow Kyle at Kyle Thomas West on uh, Twitter or in, I believe that's his Instagram as well. Um, so uh, chat with us. We, we seriously love talking about this stuff with anybody and everybody. Wrestling is the greatest thing in the world. Um, you can't argue that with me because it's just truth. <laughs> so I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be coming back to you next week again, uh, hopefully with a two or more person crew. But if not, 
I'll be here. I'll be here steering the ship straight ahead, no matter what's in front of me. We're doing this. <laughs> All right. Thanks for putting up with uh, someone from the United States and their perspective of a British-based wrestling show. Uh, thank you for allowing me into this. I feel like I feel like there's this like really awesome British wrestling scene, and I've been welcomed into it uh, because other parts of the world are better than America. <laughs> All right. I've reached the point of just incoherent rambling, so I'm going to conclude right here. Thank you again for listening, and we will be back next week with more from We Are The Universe. Talking about NXT UK TV.